This is a time in history that the, I feel like there were a lot of harmonicas in sitcom intros. Yes. And a lot of like xylophone or something like that. One of my favorite income, uh, income. One of my favorite sitcom intro songs is the Northern Exposure song. Oh yeah. What's up, Dan? What's up? We have, of course, been brought in by the theme song to Perfect Strangers. Hello, everybody. Oh, I muted that too fast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading and listening. You're listening to This Might Sound Stupid, a podcast that two stupid friends started to just be stupid uh, and hang out and chat. Um, if this is your first time listening to it, hey, Amber is the first one in chat. What's up, Amber? Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, you, uh, should subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts. Um, you should also follow us on Twitch. I personally think it's probably the most fun to listen to the podcast live when you can participate in chat. If you follow us on Twitch, I mean, we're usually live every thursday at 8 p.m ish um but yeah follow us on twitch and give us a follow on twitter we are at tmss underscore podcast uh and we'll alert you if we're not going to be live on a certain day or we just retweet things we don't really have a lot to say ourselves (laughs) um and if you want to email us you can always email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com uh kibby one of our consistent viewers emailed us this last week with a random topic. Uh, mm-hmm. You can always email us a random topic. I can't promise we'll get to you the week you email it to us, but eventually we will get to you. And sponsors. As always, we're brought to you first and foremost, as always, eternally, by Joey the Good Boy. We'll check in with Joey. Joey. <laughs> Joey, that's not a cute way to lay. <laughs> Joey's been with us since the beginning We are also brought to you by Mike Long A awesome designer From Minnesota He designed all of our graphics And he is a real neat guy And I like him a whole bunch How are so you Dan? I am good How are you? Doing okay Did you ever watch Perfect Strangers? Uh, I've probably seen uh, two episodes. I don't think it's. I don't think I've ever watched it. Uh, the I got most of my knowledge of Perfect Strangers from watching The Leftovers because there's there's a runner through all three seasons where in the first season. Hold on. Uh, Keep this in your brain. But I need alcohol. I didn't do a shot of whiskey before I started the show. What are you drinking? Called that Into It. Into It. Tangerine Lime Lager. Ooh, Tangerine Lime Lager. That's fun to say. Who's it from? Modest. Tough crack. (laughs) Sounds fruity. 
Have you had it before today? Yes. How is it? Tangerine Lime Lager. I have my cooler again. Play or, uh, Igloo, if you want to sponsor us. I, I use mm-hmm. this to keep my beer cold in so I don't have to leave Dan. My Igloo Playmate cooler keeps my beer nice and cold. I'm also drinking a modest beer. What do you think about that? Super, super deluxe, huh? Super deluxe. I haven't had it yet. I really like this can. A whole bunch. It's a very simple can, but I really dig the design. Yes. It is a premium lager, and I've not had it yet. It's it's one of their old standbys. It's also entirely possible that I've had it and just forgot about it. That does not make any noise. Good, not great. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I'm gonna pour it in a they, glass. They have a uh, they have a version that's uh, it's a super deluxe with uh, salt and lime. Okay. And that that works really well. I think it. I think it. I think it. It definitely makes it a better beer. <clears throat> you know what I might have to do? I might have to. Oh wait, unless Amber's watching. Uh, she still is. You know, one of the things that my mom would do uh, to make cheap beer good that I, I swear by, well, kind of, but it's simpler than that. My mom loves Takate and swears by Takate. Uh, and I like Takate a lot. I think Takate is a great beer. But she would just put a handful of salt in it. Mm-hmm. A handful of salt, not a handful, a pinch of salt in a beer just spices it up in the right way. Amber, if you're watching, will you bring me down a pinch of salt? I love you. We get to bring it down in a pinch. You have to take the pinch out and walk down with it and then drop it in the beer. Without falling. Handful. Fall, just don't drop Not handful, just a pinch. Uh, it is better. Lime juice. It's better. Lime it's down. better in the glass. Bring uh, a slice of lime down. I think it'll be better with a pinch. That's the best way to have Takate. I gotta have Takate on the podcast. Like all Mexican lagers are improved with a slice of lime. Here comes my lovely wife. You got to do it just so your hand gets on camera. <laughs> Come here. Drop in that pinch. Do it. I know. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. Yep, go. Then you can see it start to fizz in there. Activating something. It's like Alka-Seltzer. Make sure that's actually salt. I don't know. That's, that's, that's overactive. I couldn't hear you. What? Uh, Nemo on podcast nights gets to do a uh, <laughs> Big J says look at that scandalous wrist I should have had her put a long sleeve shirt on Joey bailed on the podcast He, <laughs> <laughs> he ran upstairs with Amber Alright My uh, lovely wife Brought up some salt It reheaded the beer Holy shit, it really like, did. That, except that might, did it stop? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's bananas. It's still going. I got to sip it. I also yeah, gotta otherwise sip it it's going everywhere. Big J's here. What's up, Big J? This one's for you. Dude, I was not wrong. <laughs> it's way better with salt. 
that's one thing I learned watching a million Bon Appetit videos. Yeah, is they you you just finish everything with just a little bit of salt because it whatever it does it just activates that little piece of your tongue that just improves the flavor. It's in everything. Yeah, people have been dying in salt mines for centuries because it's worth it. How many people did your dad have to kill in the salt mine? He didn't have to kill anyone, but people did die. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? Yeah, that's alarming. How? Yeah, like, crushed uh, under salt. The only one I, the only one I can remember is I don't think there was a isn't like a cave in, uh, but there was a uh, like someone got uh, pulled into a piece of machinery. That drink almost had too much salt on it. Someone got pulled into a mach- piece of machinery and died. Yeah. Yikes! I was just trying to make a funny joke. <laughs> This is life or death in the salt mines, Adam. No kidding. I love that your dad literally worked in salt mines. Mm-hmm. And that he has a giant salt lick to commemorate that time. Oh, yeah. Worked in salt mines. He laid... Railroad track. Railroad track. Just the things that like you think that people from the like that are still in the West do. And he's got hands the size of frying pans. Yeah. Okay. All Better right. to break the salt. I have a cousin that lost a leg to an agricultural auger. Ooh. I could see that. No fun. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That was that comment was Big J, by the way, for anybody listening to just audio. All right, Dan. Three's Company, as it relates to whatever that show is. Oh, the leftovers. Yes. Uh, there's like a throwaway joke in the first season, uh, like late or, late in, late in the season, where they like the tabloids like uh, find one of the main characters from the show living in like kind of hiding out in Mexico. Okay. Cause he had said that he also like he, he all of his, all of his co-stars disappeared and it, it bugged him so much that he basically faked his own disappearance. Uh, and that's like it, a running it, gag throughout the show. Well, they, it comes back in a weirdly powerful way of him trying to explain what it like, like, what it meant to lose them and what and like it's it's it it it, 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 it huh. basically it turns on its head in the end in the, in like the third season when he's when he's talking about it and kind of opening up on i might have to like, try that show again you know what? like i i'm sure you could definitely get amber to sit down and watch season two and three with you oh yeah amber's like a goldfish she'll stare at it well <laughs> that too i but she probably doesn't remember so much of that show yeah i'm like that more as i get older was that a chat we were having on here or was that just in discord no, that was just me and Matt when you were in there chatting about how our memory has gotten worse since becoming parents, like re- like alarmingly worse. Oh, you're talking the sleeping thing. Yeah, and a part of my theory was like, don't they say, I don't know if this is actually true, but I feel like I've heard it said that when you're in REM, one of the things they think your brain is doing is moving short-term memories to long-term memories in your brain or whatever. And I was like, it would make sense that my memory is way shittier after having kids because I don't get nearly as much REM. So I'm not storing long-term memories. Like uh, we just recently finished that show Dark on Netflix. And that show is awesome, by the way. Everybody should watch that show. Uh, But we basically, we watched the first season right after our daughter was born. And then kids make everything impossible. I literally just heard my wife run upstairs because I'm sure our daughter woke up. Just an example of kids making everything (laughs) impossible. Uh, And then uh, 
like over a year later, we started to show up again. And I swear, any other point in time in my life, I could have watched, I could have taken a year, a year and a half off that show and come back to it. And I would have remembered everything. Like I wouldn't have forgotten everything, anything. But I like, we were, we were watching the first episode of the second season. Like, who is that? What did they do? And that show's complicated and convoluted anyway. But it was like, it was bad. Cause I've always been able to like, <clears throat> I'll, you know, before kids, I would read like four or five books at not, not literally at a time. <laughs> like I wasn't <laughs> looking at, I, I wasn't smart Matthew from news radio. Uh, Matthew, if you will. Um, but I would read four or five books at a time and just kind of jump between them when I, f- like sometimes I would literally be reading one and set it down and pick up a different one. And I could go, I could set a book down and come back to it seriously, like a year later. Mm-hmm. And I would remember, I would, I would just flip back a few pages and then I would remember like where I was and everything that happened. And it is just not the same. Big J oh, says, yeah, like- uh, you also have a whole other life to remember. That's true. Very true. True. Uh, and he says, but yeah, sleep deprivation is a bitch. Uh, oh, I was going to play this just because I want to. Because we were taught, we, in, we introed with uh, the intro to Three's Company. What? Your son's an idiot. Amber in chat says, I just went up to yell at Nemo for touching his sister. And he said, but I love her. <laughs> I got to find a heart emoji. Oh, God. <laughs> so, oh, I was going to explain this and I forgot. Uh, here, I'll send that one. That's That one's called bisexual pride, but it gets my point across. Um, on podcast night, Nemo gets to do what he calls a sleepover. Or slumber party is what uh, Amber has called, started calling it, where he gets to sleep in the same room that Amber and Aurora sleep in, because my wife co-sleeps with our kids until they're a certain age. And uh, it's a pretty big deal for him. But usually he's asleep by the time... Like, she'll put Aurora to sleep, and then she'll go get Nemo. He just he doesn't like to fall asleep with him. He just wants to sleep with him. So she put Aurora to sleep, and then she'll go get Nemo and bring him in there. But he's awake today, so he's, that's what she was telling me when she brought down a pinch of salt. Is that he keeps bringing her stuff and petting her arm? <laughs> Eventually, they're going to share a room for a little bit, and we'll see how that goes. Uh yeah. We today we. We used the theme song from Three's Company as our intro song, and it and I said, this was like peak time for harmonica in intro songs, uh, and it made me think of. I think this might be my favorite intro song to a a sitcom ever. Hold on, because you gotta get you gotta get the uh, the thing in there at the beginning. I love this theme song. Does this even have a harmonic in it? I feel like it does, but now, now I'm scared it doesn't. It's got definitely got like horns. What is that sound? Is that a harmonica? That, that could be a harmonica. 
I adore this show, by the way. Oh, it's a goodie. Uh, my mom and stepdad religiously would watch that show. And I, it was like the one, like, it wasn't a show that they didn't want me to watch. It was just a show that I, like, I, it was just past my bedtime. And, uh, I just remember I would lay in bed because my mom would be like, you gotta go to bed. And then she'd go to watch Northern Exposure and I would hear, I would hear that theme song laying in bed. Uh, it's a bit, it's big JS. What show is that from? Uh, it's a show called Northern Exposure and it's about a Jewish doctor from New York who, in order to pay for his school, signed a contract where he has to go be a doctor in a tiny, tiny remote town in Alaska. And the show is just, I don't know. I love the writing in the show. It's so, I personally, I feel like it's so different from any other sitcom. It's not even a, is it a sitcom? What do you call it? A dramedy? Like it's a drama and it's a comedy. But like the show deals with like Jungian theory on dreams and Freudian theory. Like it just, it goes all these weird places and it's just, it's such a cool I don't know what that sound was. Did you hear that? That was loud. No. Amber, what are you doing? Uh, the, anyway, Northern Exposure. It's a weird show. I have them all on DVD, Big J, if you ever want to borrow it. But it is, it's a weird show. Because hmm. a part of it does just deal with... Oh, yeah. I've watched it a bunch as an adult. Uh, it... You know, some of the some of the like Freudian stuff that it goes into is probably I don't know. I don't know how much of Freud is is still relevant in 2020. Um, but I, there there's just like there's also just really cool episodes about like the breaking of the the winter and the breaking of the ice and people start to go crazy and and it deals a lot with dreams, which is a lot of, you know, Jungian or the collective unconscious. It uh, it's a it's a weird show, but I love mm-hmm. it. Have you watched it? Yeah. That's all I got. Podcast over. Yeah, now we just sit back and watch a couple episodes of Northern Exposure. Yep. This is it's just the Northern Exposure podcast now. We gotta get uh, Mike Long to design us a new graphic. I watched the first couple episodes of Hannibal yesterday. What's that? Just because uh, it was a show that was on NBC. Um, it, it was one of those shows that just kind of always kind of got like decent reviews that people weren't necessarily watching a bunch of. Uh, but it was always near like the tops of like whatever list for whatever. Uh, but it's based, starts out based on Red Dragon. Okay. So like the actual first Hannibal book uh, is where they take the characters from uh and so it starts off with like them bringing in dr lecter to help with investigations okay uh and it's it's neat it's very it's very dark of course because of you know murder the subject matter that's going to be dealt with yeah 
uh, uh, I'm very intrigued to see where it's going. Uh, like, Loris Fishman's in it. He's really good. The guy who plays Hannibal is super good. Like, he's just... Hmm, okay. Like, his, his presence and his, like, the way he talks is very... It's uh, Like, his face gives nothing away. It's... it's, it's you might have to check it out. Neat. But yeah, I'm intrigued to see what happens with this girl in the show. Uh, but it's only been like two and a half episodes. So. Big J wants to know what your take on uh, Northern Exposure is. Uh, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed all the episodes I've seen. I've probably seen like a dozen of them. Yeah. In the later, like most sitcoms in the later season, it kind of starts to unravel a little bit, but I, it's like the first, first, certainly the first two. And I think the first three seasons are just real tight. Keep, bear in mind, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, uh, because I also have some just built up nostalgia for the show because my parents loved it when I was a kid. And it's just, it's totally like my parents kind of show. Cause my parents, uh, correct. Big J. He's, uh, I, do, uh, crap, I can't, I can't think what his name is in death stranding, but the guy who plays the bad guy in that is Hannibal in Hannibal. Okay. Yeah. My, my parents are totally the, uh, the, I don't know. If you watch the show Northern Exposure, I could just see them in that show. Higgs is the bad guy in Death Training. You're talking about the actor, right? Is it uh, – well, whichever one Mads Mikkelsen is, uh, he's, he plays Hannibal in Hannibal. So the actor's name is Mads Mikkelsen? Yes, yeah. Okay. Very foreign. Very Swedish. Something like that. One of, the, one of those – is he Swedish? Uh, Does he play Hannibal with a Swedish accent? He plays it with whatever, like a like an accent of that area. Hmm. Where's so, Hannibal, so Where's Doctor Hannibal supposed to be from? Uh, just where smart people are from. What does that mean? <laughs> what? I, I I feel like a uh, I feel like it's. It's given the same sort of uh, delivery that um, I can't think of his name now. Who played him in uh, Sounds of the Lambs? Yeah, yeah, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. He 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 plays it with the same sort of uh, like character, like the like his. So it's kind. Of, it's just kind of a innocuous accent. Yes, like yeah, like he he has an accent, but it's not. No one cares the accents there. It's very it's very subdued because of the way he speaks and stuff. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, we might have to check that out. I think next we'll oh free I was gonna Prime. say if you, if you want to watch a couple, it's free on Prime. I was gonna say Northern Exposure, one more thing. I just I feel like my parents could be character my mom and my stepdad could be characters in Northern Exposure. That's all. Um so take everything I say about that show with a grain of salt. Um, I yes, think he was also that guy. I think we're gonna watch uh, the third season of Amber. What's that show? Kingdom is that what it's called? We call it Uhtred, but that's not actually the name of the show. It's a Netflix. It started as like some like BBC was producing it, and then it got picked up as a Netflix original series. She says last last kingdom. kingdom. I like me and Amber loved the first two seasons of that, and there's been a third season out for a while. 
Uh, oh, okay. And now that we finished Dark, I think we'll also the main actor in Last Kingdom is super handsome. Like unfairly, no, unfairly, he might be unfairly handsome. Violent, gritty, exciting. It's, There's four seasons, by the way. Oh, you guys are way behind. It's really good. I really liked Last. Yes, Amber says Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> like, for we've just called this sh- the show Uhtred for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it the the first season, especially like the first few episodes, are very like it's it's very much a BBC production. Do you know what I mean? If I say that. Like just like in like the way it looks. Yeah, just like the way it's produced and everything. It's like very much from BBC, but then mm-hmm. Netflix picked it up and it becomes like a movie. It's like every episode is just a movie. It's it's really good. Do you remember the show? Oh, Javin also said, "Watch Death Stranding." Spoilers. Yes, yeah, we almost, yeah. Don't say he's anything. playing it, and I still need to borrow it from Wall of Beef to play it. Um, the this was probably like fuck, like a decade ago. There was a, I don't think it was BBC, I think it was like Channel 4 or something, but the show was called Utopia, uh, about this group of uh, people that find a comic book that may be talking about like a secret society and the end of the world, and they start being hunted. You had us watch the first season of that. That was like way back when we lived on Grand. Yeah. Uh, So like uh, the lady that wrote Gone Girl... Uh, has been wanting to make, was trying to, has been trying to make it for a very long time, uh, but apparently it's coming to like Hulu in like September or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll so we'll see what her take on it is. But that show was weird, man. I barely remember that, man. It's like I'm saying, so, since having kids, my memory is just not what it used to be. I bear, uh, I really, really barely remember that show. I remember like I remember liking it. I just can't remember. All I remember is like a scene in a van. There are vans. There's a random. I do remember vans. I feel like I might sneeze. Um, but yeah, I think what we'll do probably is finish Last Kingdom. Uh-huh. I wish the sneeze would either come or go. Oops, sorry, I sniffed right onto the mic. Um, we'll finish Last Kingdom and then we'll move on to HBO show about rich people. Succession? Succession. Season two? No, Amber hasn't seen any of it. Oh, okay. I was, that was my biking show when I was doing the stationary at the end of winter. You were copying Mike Long. Yep. And then COVID happened and I think I have one episode left of season two. How many seasons are there? Two. So I have... Amber is building something upstairs. I have no idea what all these noises are. What is he building in there? What? Hey, you want to listen to some Tom Waits? We can listen to Tom Waits. What the hell is he building in there? Uh, uh, yeah. Great show. Succession. It was very good, but I have not. I have not finished season two. See, so yeah, I, th- I think since you, with the way your memory's been going, mm. it's worth watching through season one and two again. Before you jump right into the, that show is not. It's not that complicated, though. No, no, but I think it's you know it, it'll it will definitely give more weight. I think to the uh, to the finale. What's he building in there? 
I started playing What's He Building in There. Can you hear it? Yeah. What's he building in there? Um, but yeah, it, uh, it was up for uh, a bunch of Emmys. Yeah. Uh, for like best best comedy, <clears throat> best, best comedy, good. Uh, like <clears throat> Brian Cox is definitely up for one. Uh, that like show Jerry has Colgan. some some dark comedy that'll make you just bust out laughing. Oh, it's it's a it's a pitch black comedy. It's is what it is, but like, it's very good. Uh, yeah, like the the main the main character, uh, something strong. He's uh, he's up for one of them. Who's the main uh, character in that show? Jeremy Strong, like the the. The one who uh, went against his dad at the very beginning. He's the main character. I guess. I oh, well, have... he, I, I would say he's the main character, but he's okay. He his story is a very it's a very integral part to everything that's happening. <laughs> well, if you're such a dick, a funny comedy you say interesting. Uh, Watchmen's up for a bunch of uh, a bunch of Emmys. Um, yeah, I, I I like both those shows a lot. So that makes me I like that they're getting like critical acclaim as well. Yeah. Uh, now we're t- <clears throat> we moved on from the Last Kingdom, and we're talking about a show called uh, Succession. Mm-hmm. It is a dark comedy about a hyper rich, the rich like, ruling class, essentially, like yes. a hyper rich family who is so out of touch with everything. Uh, It'd be like Murdoch's ki- family, the, like the family that owns News Corp. Yeah, it's kind of like. It's almost like a uh, fuck a uh, arrest. It's almost like an Arrested Development. If Arrested Development was really dark, yes. Because if it, Arrested it Development worked. had more like drama in it, mm-hmm. because it, it's about just completely inept rich people. Like they're yep. so rich that they're just inept at most of their life, but they're also so rich that they cannot fail at what they're like they're too rich to fail at what they're doing no matter how badly they fail at it and it's just kind of dark yes. and sinister yes like in my mind in, in when i'm viewing it i think it's just poking fun at kind of that insanely wealthy class of people and more so their children yes like it's, it's not like it doesn't it doesn't it's not like you don't care like i like i care about like Shiv or like Kieran Culker, Kieran uh, Culkin's character, uh, like the youngest brother, like they, it they do they do humanize them to a degree, but they're still so absent from like like regular society. <laughs> like it's like they're they 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 exist in like a different plane. I don't like uh, whatever the the guy that you called the main character. I can't think of his name. The oldest mm-hmm. son. I it's like I don't not care about what happens to him, but also all those characters. Whatever happens to them, they have coming to them. Oh no! Like that's the thing. Like Does that makes sense. They, like yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like it doesn't mean yeah. Like it's they they're they're the they're the you know they're they're the product of their own downfalls. Like they're you know it's whatever is happening to them is their own responsibility. They deserve and, it. And, and they're people that aren't used to having to take any sort of responsibility for those things. So right. when it does bite them in the ass... They're just confused by it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like, there, like there's like a scene in like one, like, I, like an early episode where they, like they have to get to like, 
their summer house like across the bay so they drive to helicopters and like fly across the river yeah and like and land getting different cars to drive up the driveway too like it's like it's like, it's like yeah they're that rich yeah <clears throat> anything else you want to talk about dan uh we're like we're going back to school at some point yeah what did you think of that today for minnesota i guess um, so yeah, for anybody, uh, who might be listening or listening after the fact, uh, our governor in, in Minnesota announced his, this, not his, the state's state plan, plan for how school districts in our state will return to school. It affects Dan and I, because we both work for school districts and it affects me in also the way that my wife is a teacher mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, will potentially have to go back and, and teach kids. Um, yeah, like, like we, we've been hearing rumblings for like the last couple of weeks that he was, that it was just going to be, they're just going to leave it up to the districts, but it wasn't so much that like it's, they're still, they're still giving district leeway, but they're giving them guidance on the number of people that have been, that have like new positive tests in your, yeah, you, ex- you explain that. I have to grab something. Yeah. Just ex- explain because I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like new positive tests per 10,000 people in your in your county puts you in like a different level of like going backness. Like there's if you're like if you if you're past like the worst threshold you're 100% fully distanced towards like if you're above that uh, high school so sec- all, all secondary is fully distance elementary is hybrid uh, if you're below that uh, both are hybrid I think the one below that is high school middle school is hybrid elementary is in session basically um, and we were showing like a picture, like a uh, like Javin showed a picture of the map that kind of showed where each county was, and like kind of color coded them to see like the where they fit on the scale, and you know there's, there's a showed, bunch. Are you saying? Are you referring to the sh- where Javin showed in our chat, or what do you mean? Yes. J- okay. Yeah. Um, we have a side chat where Javin yes. showed a map where. You know, there's a, there's a bunch like up north that are basically zero, so they'll be going back full. But like the county right next to them, which you know maybe that's like the county like Duluth is in or something like that, is going to be like hybrid high school, hybrid elementary because they, you know, they just have they just had too many cases in the in just recently that it's just not safe for yeah. them to do anything but that. Uh. So it's going to be. Who are you talking to? Amber brought me more salt. Worst. <laughs> uh, and so we we as of right now fall into the category of hybrid, high school, middle school, back, elementary school. Um. Which you know I. 
it's 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 weird. Like I don't, I don't have to teach the kids. Yeah, <laughs> so how like, do that's, you feel that's something about I don't have to worry about. Uh, I'm I it, like like part of me was happy that like the elementary kids would get to come back, but it it'll be interesting to see like like in what in what regard is like is actually like what is what is what is back like full time actually mean in, in like in quotes. So how yeah what do you. So, by the way, I wasn't going to have two of these beers, but with the salt, I wish Javin had been here at the beginning because it would have just been fun to be driving him crazy. <laughs> talking <laughs> talking um, about salt. Not only talking about salt and adding it to beer to make it better, but just how my opinion has changed over the course of like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. On this beer, I feel like would make steam shoot out of Javin's ears. Not really. Um... I forgot what I was going to ask you. Because it's... So based on where we are now... uh, We being our district, excuse me. Based on where our district is now, we would be back... Would we be back hybrid for for all ages? Is that right? No. What is it? I I told you. I know. Uh, there was a lot going on. Uh, hybrid secondary back full elementary. Okay. That reminds me of my question. So what are your, like you work in the elementaries. I work in, mm-hmm. in high school, which is secondary. Mm-hmm. So they'd be back hybrid. What are your personal feelings on it? Um, I, it's, it's, it's easier for me to be okay with it because I don't, I can, I can, not be in the hallway or around like a group of 30. Like I, I, I could very easily, I'm sure go a day uh, without actually being near a full class of kids. Oh yeah. Like I'm sure there, I'm sure there'd be times where I would have like, that's the thing. Like they're, they're, they're probably at some point because it's the beginning of school year and we're giving all these kids devices where I'm sure I'd have to have some sort of uh, much closer, like one-on-one contact with with even a child during uh, during these first few weeks, as as like devices and stuff get rolled out. But why do you think that? Um, well, I just don't, you know, just depending on how we deal with, um, like, say it's week three, and elementary still fully back, whatever that is. Um, and a kid has a problem, like I like a, a simple problem that I can fix with their Chromebook or their iPad. Um, do I make them wait like hours, or if I'm just like at Liberty Ridge, do I just like go get that kid's device and and fix it, like right then? Yeah. <clears throat> But you're not fixing it standing there with them. No, no, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure there can be some sort of protocol where, like, they drop it off in the media center or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and then, and then I fix it, and then the kid comes and grabs it again, or you know, however it works. 
This pint, but, by the way, makes me think of the uh, what's the line from Shaun of the Dead, where they're like, "Go to the Winchester and wait for this all to blow over." What is it? Is the bar know. called the Winchester? Sorry, that's, that sounds right. It just makes me think like, oh yeah. Oh, we didn't bropes, by the way. Oh, bropes. Bropes. All right. Keep but as I was talking to you about that, then I, I just easily eliminated the child from the question. So exactly. I just think, like, I think when it comes to like, like, sure, I'll be in a building that will have kids in it for eight hours, or however however long they're in for the school day. Uh, but I won't have to be near them. Yeah, you'll. Yeah, um... I, I, I like, especially like at like a like a you know. At liberty, if I'm mainly just walking in the front door and like walking to my office, like I'm not even near a pod at that point. Yeah, I do. I want to get to to Amber's comments in chat here, but um, yeah, I'm a little more. Mine is weird. Like I'm concerned in just different ways. I'm concerned for my wife because she usually has a tough time with coughs, mm-hmm. uh, and had you know asthma as a child like it so that's concerning that something could happen to my wife or that i'd have to be parenting our very young children solo for like weeks Mm -hmm. you know the older kids get especially the way we parent uh like i said at the top of the podcast our daughter is still co-sleeping with my wife she doesn't sleep alone Mm-hmm. She sleeps with my wife and she'll have milk in the middle of the night. Um, straight from the tap. <laughs> Not like, you know, she doesn't wake up to have a bottle. She just rolls over and there's a boob there and she has some milk and she goes back to sleep. So that, I mean, that's a part of my concern is that my wife gets sick and has to quarantine or is hospitalized, you know, and, and we're without her for a series of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, or that something worse happens and that like I don't even want to think about that or talk about that and then just for myself like there's a part of me that thinks like man I just got shingles however <laughs> many weeks ago and they don't really know why you get shingles but a part of the reason might be a weakened immune system and then it makes me paranoid like well does that mean my immune system is weak because I feel good <laughs> You know, I work out regularly. We eat healthy. Did I just get shingles because of lack of sleep and stress from COVID and then all the stuff that happened after uh, the murder of George Floyd? Like, is that why I get shingles? Or is there something else that's more wrong with my immune system and could COVID go really bad for me? Mm -hmm. And so I'm in a secondary building where there are, you know, where kids are just sent to me with their devices. So I, Which I they won't be. Well, I already told a coworker of ours. I'm not going to name names, but I told a coworker of ours that I wanted like, can I, can we have a phone call tomorrow to discuss kind of what this is going to look like for techs and and I also want to just send a note to my building saying like, here's what the procedure is going to look like for bringing me devices because. I have I have an office which is cool, but I have a it's a small office, and if somebody just comes into my office, like I'm I'm trapped back in a corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I can't like get out, and like right when you come into my office, you're almost more than, like you're almost 
breaking the six foot barrier just by coming into my office. So the nice that, thing is, though, that's such that's such an easy ask. No, it is. Like, you're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. But, like, but it still needs to get addressed. And, no, no, one hundred percent. And 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 people and, and need like, people it, need it, to not be weird when I, when when I like say like, can you you need to go put a mask on before I go to my office. Well, and so like that's what it's going to be for like the next month is us, uh, like as schools, like figuring out, like the uh, just kind of putting these plans, the safest possible plan into place, like figuring out like like who's in the hall when, like who's in the bathroom when, who's like it, it just like just like just just these things that you really have to think about as much before. With mm-hmm. like classes passing the hall, that just won't happen. Um, but yeah, those are just my concerns. I it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that any of it is insurmountable. I'm just kind of no, and like that. I like guess like I'm the just kind of sharing like things that are in my head, or like my son had. You know, he got pneumonia twice last year, and my son has mm-hmm. a fucking hell of a time getting over a cough. Yeah. So that makes me anxious too. And then 100%. we have like a small bubble of people we've started seeing chiefly among them one of which is big j and his wife who's my my wife's sister and they're two little kids and it's just like i mean it's just like in my mind if i have some anti-masker burst into my office and then i get sick and then i get other people sick it would just be like you would just feel so bad even if you were doing all the things you should have i don't know It's just, it's hard not to let your mind run away with it. It, it it'll be interesting to see with this month, um, like with with mass base being mandated, like statewide. How, like, what that does to the the numbers in Minnesota? <clears throat> yeah, because like, like they they've they've like. Like they've run studies, like you know, who knows exactly how like accurate this stuff is, but you know, if like just getting to eighty, just getting to like eighty percent mass is the same as eighty percent. What I didn't hear you. It cut out. I'm sorry. Mask, okay, uh, is the same as like a stay-at-home order. So like, if you if you just get eighty percent of the population of wearing masks and doing social distancing, it's the same as saying everyone stay home and don't do any of that stuff. So the disease spread is essentially the same if eighty percent of the population is wearing masks and social distancing, or a hundred percent of the population is ordered to stay and, home. Yeah, the, okay. like the, the numbers the numbers came out like were 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 ended up being very similar. So need to, like, does everybody notice how often I need to shave, like trim my mustache because it is getting in my mouth and it's driving me nuts. Oh, it's the worst. I bet it's the worst. I, I feel like I'm constantly it's adjusting it. Uh, Big J says there was just a case study in Switzerland at a hotel where staff wearing face shields got sick. But anybody wearing masks did not get sick, so it seems to not only protect others but have some protection for yourself. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like that's for as much cool. as yeah, like for as much as it's not one hundred percent with the it stopping things, it can. You know, that's why they always say like don't touch the outside of the mask. Like like that sort of like it it can do it. Yeah, I was just touching. It's just my not. Ear, it's just not hundred percent. Like it's it's not a perfect filter. No. Um. Before I want to come back to masks, but I do want to address. Uh, so, 
A.L. Osterkamp, who's a teacher, says, I can't really wrap my head around being back fully with elementary. Colds and flu are still going to be around. Are kids going to be tested every time they have symptoms? How many sick days are there going to be? Subs are hard to get normally. Now in COVID, ah, I just don't see it going well. Um, our governor, who I, I have just been so happy with and proud of to have as a governor uh, since COVID happened. Um, and even George Floyd. Like, and, yeah, I, and even George Floyd. I was trying to decide if I wanted to go down that avenue too and – Well, I just, all I wanted to, because I wanted to make the comment that this question got brought up during what Amber says is like, what are we going to do about sick days? And what are we going to do if there's not enough subs? And, and he just addressed that very well. And is like, well, that he just kept going back to like, we're not telling anybody what to do. We're giving you guidelines that districts that can then base their decisions off of it sounds like maybe minneapolis school district has already come out and just said like they're they're doing strict distance learning they, right away I, I think they were in that that bad color of uh of square like the dark blue minneapolis has been one of the places that COVID has hit the hardest right uh currently yeah they, they were one they were one of the areas that um over the last like 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 last month showed a uh arise they were okay. like not like not necessarily like a super hot spot but they weren't they weren't great but yeah uh, well i so, i do think walls uh and the mayor of minneapolis and st paul also did a phenomenal uh they just they they just made me kind of proud of our state after the murder of george, george floyd um but it's 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 not like this whole thing is like set in stone either like it's not like if you start hybrid all the way back it's just that until june that's that's, that's it's, it's, there's no way it's going to be that well that's what he he kept doing such a good job of that of like uh okay javin says minneapolis okay. is going against recommendation um which i liked Walls today referencing Minneapolis in his press in his press conference. I don't know whatever the fuck to call it, but I'm going to say press conference. Said, uh, I apl- like I applaud them for be like they are. They're leading the way that they need to. They're making decisions for their district, and that's the plan mm-hmm. that the state has laid out. Is it gives districts the ability to decide and 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 resources and information and science to help them decide and then you had that fucking idiot uh republican chairwoman and her stupid ass comments and i love i loved what you pointed out at the end where whatever the last sentence is i'm not gonna look it up whatever the last sentence is in her dumb statement or tweet or whatever the fuck that was it's like it's basically like we want schools to open as soon and as safely as possible. It's, I'm mischaracterizing it, but it's basically that. It's, it's kind of that, and it's like, yeah, that's what this plan is for. You, yeah, this, this plan moron. is leading to. So hopefully, you know, if if things go well over the next few months, the kids might be back full time in your district, lady. Like, 
It was that was it was so infuriating to it was like how like, if, Min- if Minneapolis went back full time right now it would not be good it'd be a fucking shit show yeah. I it was so so one of the things that uh, my wife said today that I really liked because we were just kind of talking about how much we liked Governor Walls and we think he's doing a good job and uh, she just said it really it. It, it really do- <laughs> it really doesn't feel like he's he's playing a team or he's playing a side. It feels like he's just making good informed decisions. And if you listened to that press conference, there were people who were asking like kind of uh uh not hyperbolic. Part- what partisan? Partisan kind of- for sure partisan, but like partisan in a way that was alarmist. That was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Like liberal alarmism. They were asking it and he was just shutting it down. He was just like no like he he never once was like rude or or uh overly blunt or anything but at one point he was like chairwoman may i and or what not chairwoman uh i I forget he was addressing but he he was just like i gotta talk to this lady because she's asking this alarmist question and it was for sure like a, a liberal alarmist question and he was like no and just shut it down he was like you guys you can't i know you're gonna do this and you can't do this we are not telling you that this is what you have to do that these Mm -hmm. these guidelines that we've laid out are guidelines because she was like well your plan says that this and what are you going to do when people do this and he was like chill the fuck out lady Mm -hmm. i just he does a very good job of being direct and being firm without being combative does that make sense? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, and then I, I, I enjoyed the end when the last guy asked the question about like Trump and the elections, and he just like he just shut it down, like <laughs> went back over all the stuff he said in the press conference. Like he basically dunked on this man. Like, he's he like, did. I'm not gonna. <laughs> he did. Press conference is over. You're, you're stupid. Like <laughs> he did. He was like, <laughs> at one point, he was like, I, I don't even see why we're trying to. F- Whoa! What happened to my camera? I don't even see why we're trying to focus on that when what's really on Minnesotans' minds is mm-hmm. this. And then just went and then reiterated everything he said very well. He yep. did he did so well with that idiot. Yep. Fuck he's that like, guy. Yeah, he's like, that's the first thing from my goddamn mind right now. We're talking about getting kids his back to school stupid safely. Stupid idiot Trump and his fucking dumb bullshit. Oh yeah. He walked over to try and get the guy a handshake and then he did one of these instead. <laughs> That is what it felt like. Um, but yeah, that's... So we... Amber and I made the decision and Amber sent the email yesterday. Oh, wait. What is that? Who's that cooler by? Get us a sponsor, you... F- uh, Ozark, Ozark Trail. Ozark Trail. From did it, Walmart. Did it keep your beer cold? Hey, we can be sponsored by Walmart. Yeah. Ooh, it's too cold. <laughs> That's the same one again. Right. The really cool can. Oh, that is a really cool can. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, it, it, I think it. I think Discord. Because sometimes you'll crack one, or you said you didn't hear mine. Mm-hmm. I think Discord, if it gets too loud, it like it just shuts the audio out, so it doesn't come yeah. through. Just noise gates it. Uh, what the fuck was I just saying? Oh. So my wife and I decided, and she sent the email yesterday that we're not, we're not sending our kids back 
to school. And it mm-hmm. wasn't an easy decision because I think that school has done really good things for my son, his socialization, his independence. I think Montessori in general does really great things for kids' independence. Uh, but I think that Montessori done well, which that school does, especially for toddlers, really does a lot for their independence. Um, uh, do you have the opportunity to go back in, like, February? No. Okay. Because there, because you know, there's only a limited number of spots, and okay. so if we're not taking our spot, then they're gonna they're gonna fill it with somebody else because they need money, and that's another thing. Like we're really close to that school, we've both worked there. Uh, yeah, Al Ostrich Camp says we can apply. Um, but I think the thing that sealed it for me was when my wife brought up the fact that like. When we think back on last year, last year was so rough. We had a new, like a brand new daughter and our son would, it would, we would get like a week to like a week and a half off before he, before he was sick again. And we were sick, runny noses and coughing and, you know, he wouldn't have a fever. So we just send him, and he like it. And it's like in a COVID world, it's just not it's not feasible to mm-hmm. send him and the, like those, 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 he's got 30 kids in his class. I mean, granted it'll probably be less because of COVID, but, and the other thing I hate to say it, I'm sorry, Cornerstone. I do really love and appreciate that school, but like, I'm not going to pay you the absorbent amount of money that you want me to pay you to fucking distance learn my three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like a big part of what I'm paying you for is childcare. Uh, sorry to be that blunt about it. I really appreciate the things that school does and they do it beautifully. If you see those environments, they're beautiful. And I think the people who work there work harder than most people I've ever worked with at any job. But at the end of the day, it's like distance learning for my three-year-old is just me at home with them. So why am I paying you for that? <laughs> And your wife is licensed to teach him the exact same things. She is not. Well, higher. <laughs> yes. But I think there, she. I think she could there. make do. I think she could make do. She for sure could make do. <laughs> but she. She is not. She is not educated for Montessori. Uh, before, Amber, I'm trying to six. pay you a compliment. You can teach your child. <laughs> she would do really well with it. Um. But she she didn't take the training yeah. for, for that age group. Um, yeah, she says I'm doing okay, but it is definitely not my area. So far, Nemo only spells swear words, which is really weird. Spells them wrong. Actually, maybe you're doing a great job because the other day, can I brag about my son for a second? Because I always talk shit on him on this podcast. So, Nemo, if you do end up listening to these... Uh, <laughs> Amber Amber says penis is not a swear word. <laughs> okay. So the other day we were driving uh over to cousins or something and he saw a stop sign. And you passed up behind the wheel, he pushed you out of the way. No, and he goes He knows S T O and P. He knows those sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh like we we sing the alphabet in a way that's like uh, ba, ka, da. Like he knows the sounds, and so he saw it. And he went, 
stop. Like sound like out of nowhere sounded out the stop sign in the zone is fucking crazy. So I think Amber's doing better than she thinks uh than she thinks he is. And then later Amber was having him spell words. We have these things called the movable alphabet. And it's basically just cards with uh letters on them. And he's he was having fun trying to spell different words with the he doesn't know all the letters, but he knows a good number of them. And uh he was like Mama, he like whispered it to her. He's like, "Mama, can I spell butt and penis?" <laughs> so we let him write butt and penis, which butt he spelled b u t. He did a good job with that. And then yeah, Amber pointed out penis. He spelled p n s, which as a three year old, that's he's get he's getting the basics down. Uh and yeah, Javin said you guys had a rough year last year for sickness. We were sick a lot last year, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is just those. those it's fucking a mixed age classroom, three, four, five, six year olds all in the same room. There's thirty of them, and they're all disgusting. And so when my wife brought that up, like, what? What are we just gonna be taking sick week after sick week, and then we'll send him for a week, and then he gets sick again, and then we take another sick week? Like, what are we going to do? And somebody at the school was like, well, you could get a special doctor's note that says he doesn't have COVID. And it's like, oh, cool. We're going to get him fucking tested for COVID every three weeks. Get a note and send him until he gets like, it was just when she brought that up, I was like, man, I don't want to send my kid back. It's like because of the way that it's affected children, I'm not super worried about Nemo, but it was just like, I don't want to send my kid back because it's, I, I can't, uh, I can't think of workable optics around it. Like it just doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, it'll be the same thing for. Uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, some families in our like district in the elementary level that just won't send their kids back. Yeah. I, either because like they at home, um, might be like immunocompromised or someone that lives there or they just don't feel comfortable. So there'll be some, some families that can, that'll just have the kid sit out like half a year or a whole year. Yeah. I really think if you can, if you can have your kid at home, you should just do it because it will just make, it's just, it's a, it's a time in life. Oh no, Dan, I'm going to have to pee. I've drank too much beer. You're going to pee on your own again. Despite the cooler, I can't pee into the cooler. You can pee in there again. I mean, I could pee into the cooler, I suppose. Um, it's been a really, like, one of the weird things to me that, hold on. I have to think about how I'm going to phrase this statement. It's I feel like one of the things that kind of the people who want to promote wear a mask, the people who want to promote the science could be doing to win over a lot of the kind of like conservative rah-rah American people is like, if you look back at like World War One and World War Two and some of the propaganda and some of the things that came out then it was like like do it for your country band together 
Like we're in this together. Do it for your countrymen. And I don't, I don't get why that message hasn't been spread more. The like, I like, I heard somebody, I'm not going to even name. I was, I almost named where they worked. I heard somebody at one of my buildings this week making a claim that like they didn't have to wear a mask because they weren't worried about themselves for X, Y, or Z reason. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be really vague. And I didn't... I wanted to go up to him and be like, you, you're you wearing a mask for other... Like, you're, you're wearing the mask for me. You're not wearing it for you. You're wearing it for me, and so I don't I don't get why that hasn't been more of a thing that's pushed like Do you have no pride in your country? Do you have no pride in the fact that you're a part of a of a collective? Like that you're that you're part of a uh a, a civilization of a community of people that is the United States? I, I th- like that's how I feel at this point. It's like you just have no pride in being an American because you won't you won't make a sacrifice for a fellow American. It just it just do- it doesn't the idea of America that I grew up with it just doesn't seem like you could you could have that ideal in your head and then not wear a mask for your your fellow countrymen. I don't get it and I don't I don't know why people aren't pushing that more like you're doing this for your fellow your fellow countrymen. Like you're doing it for all the rest of us United States citizens. There is very good propaganda on the right that says all the things they want to hear about like liberty and true true freedom and like all that stuff that uh, uh, that you're kind of fighting against that they see every day on the TV on the TV channel they watch yeah because it's like as like as was pointed out in our Facebook chat earlier today like like Herman Cain died um, founder of Godfather's Pizza. Uh, and his, his Twitter account was tweeting about like the hoax that is like coronavirus, like a day before he dies, like whoever, like whoever's in control of his Twitter is like, while he, while he's dying of coronavirus is tweeting about like, is just, is just throwing out the, the talking points. And, you know, it's just. That's 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 what you're up against. It's like, yeah, but like, doesn't it seem like a like? I don't know. I guess I'm just curious as to why that hasn't even been tried to combat it. Because they're not they're not the people who are not who are anti-mask, for lack of a better term. They're not listening to facts and science. They're just listening to their their dumb idiot heart that doesn't have a brain. In it. Mm-hmm. You know, like. They're just listening to their knee-jerk reaction like, yeah, I can't force me to wear a mask, real freedom, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, but 
freedom isn't free, man. You know they, that? No, like, they, they 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 forgot that somewhere along the line. Yeah, but like, why not hammer it home? Why not be like, "Hey, you fucking coward!" Like, it can't what? come from you. You can't wear a mask. Uh, maybe that's right. Like, it has to come from. Like it's it's because it's it's like like the sad thing is like there's very been so many people that the thing that changed their mind is that one of their like one of their friends died or like a yeah. relative died and like oh wait whoops <laughs> hold on let's catch up uh, let's catch up on chat here oh no I I thought you were done keep going um so because I was listening to a whole thing on it ended up being about. Um, like a Black Lives Matters protest in like a small town, and kind of like how how, how, how the town fought against it because of like the misinformation about like what them just doing like a a thirty person protest in the center of town was going to be. You know, they're like, oh, they're going to bust in looters and rioters. They're going to destroy our small town. We don't want you. Blah blah blah. Um, and it's because it, it's the same thing with the mask thing. It just the disease as a whole that the way that you had to have these conversations with these people was the same way that the flat earth documentary told you to talk to talk to flat earthers to try and get them over to your side is that you, you can't be combative you can't be like this that like even though you know they're wrong like and you and your science proves they're wrong like you have to the second you try and like like agitate or like act like you're like above them it but- just you you lose it. Like I they're, feel they're like gone. that's what they don't I'm tra- care. I feel like that's what I'm trying to do. I guess maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm going. No, no. It was thing. It's appealing it, it, to it's, their humanity and their their sense of identity as an American. That's thing. Like you could get through, and like it's just you. You have to be so nuanced in the way you the way you talk to it about like the way you talk to it with them mm-hmm. that because um, you have to like because their their ego at that point is so fragile because like a, a part of them probably knows they're wrong, but they. They don't want to let you win because you're, you know, they don't want to let you. you Man, you the fragility of the liberal. the fragility of the ego. They're all snowflakes. Of these fucking conservatives are snowflakes. So weird. The fragility of the egos in like white men above fifty and above in America is so weird to me. I like. Listen, I'm saying this right now. I'm 35. I'm 35 at the end of August. Okay, it's January 30th, 2020. I'm I'm saying this right now. If I'm that soft in 20 years, somebody somebody has to call me on it. Somebody stop me. Somebody's got to call me on it, man, because it's too much. It's just I'm not gonna share anything. Me and my wife were just talking about this the other day with a person we know, and actually two two people we know who are white men over fifty five, where they're just like, "Dude, you're the you're so soft. What's wrong with you?" Goddamn dope boy. I don't get it. I just somebody big J. I know you'll do it. This was mm-hmm. me. This was me pointing, but you can't see it. Me and Big J, we have one pact with each other about being crabby dads. 
Uh, but that's that's another one, man. I'm telling you right now, I'll look. I don't know which camera's on. If one of us is too soft in the next mm-hmm. twenty years, we're gonna call the other one out. Shove them down. Cause yeah, no. <laughs> we we have just gotten some reactions from some men in our life where it's just like, dude, you like get over yourself. Uh, okay. Let's catch up on chat here. I'm really going to have to pee Dan. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could catch up on chat. If you have to go pee now. Well, I, I haven't read any of it. I've been listening to oh. you and I've been talking. Sorry for wasting your time. Go ahead. Uh, people keep chatting. And then uh, Dan can catch up on that when I go pee. Mm-hmm. I almost said something gross, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. So A.L. Osterkamp says, I subbed in the toddler environment, uh, which is toddlers is like 15 months to about two and a half years old. I subbed in toddler and watched three toddlers use the same tissue. Gross. Perfect. Uh, Big J says, I'm worried this is going to exacerbate the class line where families that can afford to have kids home will do so. And then families that have to send kids will do that. I want to talk about that in a minute because people might clear up some thoughts I have on that, which would be nice. Uh, Cam says, yeah, Big J, this is where I think they should do a hybrid model like Minneapolis phase two, really selective in-person tutoring, mental health, special services. The rest is learning. Big J says part of the reason it's so divided is because our leaders have been pers- purposely dividing this issue, going back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Trump and his goons have been marking the left as crazy and anti-American and other extremists for years. It hasn't been just Trump. Things like Fox News and Sean Hannity as well. Uh, so it just makes it really easy to not even see the other side as fellow countrymen. That's scary. It's sad but true. Yeah. Sad but true. Uh, And also just scary to think about. Uh, We don't have to get off on that. Um, Javin says they probably don't listen to facts or science about blank either. Uh, And then Vitamin Anderson kind of echoes what you were saying. It has to come from their side for things to stick. Big J says the propaganda machine will never give them those types of messages. I can't believe my own leper ate my face. Leper ate my face. Uh, and then Viter Anderson yells at me and says, just go pee. But nobody else chatted. <laughs> Chat pause due to scroll. Um <laughs> So what, what What Big J said, I'm worried this is going to exacerbate the class line where families mm-hmm. that can't afford to have a kid at home will do so. So part of me is like, I, it will, it'll definitely, it'll definitely show the class line. So like, if you're talking about class line and race, whereas like, let's say 70% of the kids, I'm making up a random number. 70% of the kids didn't end up getting sent to school because they stayed home with their parents and then the other percent did, and the vast majority of them were black or minority, it would be like, well, wow, there's like there's a definite picture of our class line, right? Yeah. Um, so that's true, but it, is it not also true that 
if a if a big percentage of the people who work from home just chose to keep their kids at home, it would help control the spread of the disease. Yes, but that doesn't mean it's not. That doesn't mean it wouldn't contribute to a problem. What do you mean? It, like it, it would help. It would help with the disease problem, um, but it, it even I think showed a little bit, um, or it will show its face a little bit this year with the hybrid learning model, where the wealthier families, like even in our district, would be able to. Um, hire tutors or things like that to enhance like their distance learning. So even though they're getting the same curriculum, they would be getting, uh, they might, they might have like a, uh, like a teacher that, that like five of them go see during the day that they hire. Okay. So, so this would be this... like a different level of, uh, distance learning. Like that's the weird thing. Like all in person is much easier to control that where, so long as everyone's going to school, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Cause like you can, you can even hire a teacher at home, even if, even if things are going, even, even if there's no COVID, like you could still enhance your child's, uh, learning opportunity by having a tutor from four to six. Well, this was exactly my point though, or my hope I should say is that I wanted people to illuminate me. Uh, because in my, in my mind, my simplistic view of it is like, okay, yes, the class problem exists and it should definitely be addressed. But also if, if any family that doesn't have to send their kid, isn't sending their kid, it will help control the spread of the disease. But then I, I like some of these points that are brought up. Uh, so big J says, yeah, it, it'll give that picture but then everybody will just stay in their bubble and I don't think that will really help. And I don't think that will really happen because of it. Maybe I didn't understand that statement. It, I mean, it kind of goes along with what Amber says later. Oh no, Big J says later. Like any little diversity of race or class that kids get exposed to will disappear completely. Which, you know, that's one thing to consider is that if all the, you know, the vast majority of the families who can keep their kids home are white, then they're just going to get even less exposure to. And then it's just a resegregation of schools. Exactly. Uh, Big J or uh, Amber says, well, our schools are segregated anyway. So some schools could still be overcrowded, which is very true. And then others will get even better one-on-one -on -one teacher time. Uh Big J says, I learned so many lessons outside of book at school, and a lot of that was empathy and understanding of different people. But I had a very diverse schooling. So if the Chaska kids are still staying at home in Chaska, not even sports, then it's just their cul-de-sac of $750,000 homes and the people that can afford them. What are your thoughts on that, Dan? I'm going to go pee. Uh... Well, that, that was saying like like the Big J's point is just like I think a bunch of uh, more well-to-do families were going to do. We're planning on that, depending on how things went, of just banding together and the five of them buying a teacher, basically, 
and that teacher would do all of it for them um and you know who like who knows like how how much better that uh is going to be you know when school is in session and like what the the actual learning environment is going to be like but it's interesting because it's it's so different at every single level of school when it comes to what works and what doesn't work. Uh, yeah, Big J, that is... That would be a horrible... Uh, that would be Betsy DeVos's wet dream uh, if they if this was used as a stepping stone to uh, basically resegregate and make it completely school choice. And, yeah. Terrible. Vita Anderson's got a weird humble brag in there. Oh, yeah. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were talking about sports cars. Like, my, my neighborhood's been getting lots of sports cars lately. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Uh... uh but yeah, like that's like Big J brings up because I was just kind of talking about the cul-de-sac thing, and like Bessie DeVos has been trying to school choice privatize all learning, like like not not make it like a public utility, make it you know all all just you know private businesses basically that just do all learning. Um, and it's basically a backhanded way to remove black people from your schools. Or at the very least, poor people. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm thrown off by golden tacos. That Jeff and <laughs> yeah. Those are all really good points that I honestly didn't think of beforehand, which is one of the things I love about this podcast. Send your kid to school, you idiot. That as long as I mean, listen, me and me and Big J are considering hiring a nanny for our kids. And like, so, so, so a nanny's as, uh, a nanny's not a tutor, but like, it's as you know, it, it's as still brings up, like, you know, her friends are, are who work at a private school are worried about going back so they're just not going to follow the state guidelines and just go back full for money and that's the danger is that as a public entity it is more there's more oversight to what um like what your school can do as opposed to uh, a private school which could do something stupid, go completely bankrupt, and then your kids wouldn't have that school next year. Yeah, and they need that <laughs> money. And because they're just gone. Hmm. I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't have a lot to add. I guess. You no, guys, I think. You I think, like, I think a bunch of a bunch of parents are going to hold back the kindergartners. It wouldn't surprise me if they can. Oh yeah, Vitamin Anderson said, "If my son was a year older." We may have held him back from kindergarten for a year. Yeah, I think a lot of people will probably do that. Um, 
But, you know. I don't know. What a fucking... I was thinking uh, last night, my wife and I have been kind of like anxiously awaiting this day because we knew it would kind of give us more of an idea of where our lives are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're just so... We're so in the middle of it because we have children and we both work in education. Yeah. So we're just like... We've just been waiting for this day and this week it just kind of all... I think came to a head more so for my wife who is a teacher. Like you and I can be pretty insulated mm-hmm. in our roles. Um, but my wife is at a tough week. Uh, justifiably so. Yeah. And I, so we've both been having trouble sleeping and I was just laying in bed last night thinking like, you know, one of the things I am really glad is that Dan and I did start this podcast. Cause one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast is just cause I think it's, it's, it's an interesting way to record my life and experiences when my children were young mm-hmm. and that was way before COVID or, or any, any of, any of 2020. Um, well not way before a year before. Um, but I do like the fact that we have this podcast and I just think it would be really interesting for my my son and my daughter to go back when they're in their twenties and listen to like, what was my dad thinking week to week? Like not what was he writing down, but what was he having a few beers and just saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're, we hold some stuff back with regards to work and, and you know, people's private lives, but it is pretty much just what we're thinking. So, mm-hmm. That'll be kind of cool to, for them to get to listen to, or just for people. You know, we'll be like those Civil War letters that people wrote. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you just stared after I said that. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add? Um, You're not wrong, Vitam Anderson. I'm afraid of it. I feel like, uh, uh, sorry, keep that in your head. Addressing Ryder Manderson's comment. It's a, I feel like seeing these men who are fucking soft is a very, no, we haven't done Rob's random topic yet. And I'm, I want to get to it tonight because I like it. And I, and I, and I teased it on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, but so far I've, I've driven a lot of my life by looking at people that I didn't want to be like in 10 years Mm -hmm. and finding out how, like, how do I, how do I not become that? Whether it was, I don't want to call anybody out, but there have just been people in my life who I'm like, man, how do I not make the choices you made and become miserable? Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's kind of like, well, I'm not avoiding your (laughs) specific choices, what were the thi- what were the things that you were misinformed about that made you make those choices? And so Matt's point, it would be an easy way to call you out when you get soft in twenty years. Though these people who are popping up in my life, I'm looking at them like, okay, how do I how do I affect my thinking to not become that unaware of how soft I am? 
because I don't, I'm looking at it and it's like, I do not want to become like that. I don't want to, huh? A lot of it is going to be, is just us. Like the, the people that you're around. I think so, but I think it's like, like we got no problem being like, that's what I love about my friends is they don't have a problem calling you out on your bullshit. But I think another part of it is that you have to tell people that's what you want. Cause I think if you tell people that's what you want, it makes them feel more empowered to be like, Hey, you're being a fucking pansy. You know Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you're being soft. Like Matt said. Yeah. And so that like, yeah, just, (laughs) I don't want to become that way. I want to, I don't know. I want to be aware of my weaknesses and constantly kind of addressing them. Anyway, what were you going to say? You you had one other thing you wanted to add. Fuck, I'm sorry. Oh, I, have no, I have no idea. It's Matt's fault. I don't really have anything else to add on it. I think I think our governor did a good job. The plan is adjustable, which I like. It's adjustable because that's what Amber and I were saying. We were actually using uh, a town where some where, uh, Big J has some family. It's a small town. I'm not going to name it, but it's a very small town. Um, and we were saying like, they probably have zero cases. I didn't actually look it up, but it was like, they probably have nothing. Like, why shouldn't they just go back to school full time? I like that. Our plan is just, it's adjustable. It leaves it in the hands of the school district. I I like the press conference made me feel better today. Cause like that, like, that's the weird thing. Like it, it, like it leaves it open. So say for whatever reason in from, uh, like the month of January, uh, there's like two. There's like like just a just a couple new cases in Washington County. You know, it's like you you can change it. You know, like there's nothing to say that like the like that next trimester if those numbers stay the same that those high school kids can't come back. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and at that point we'll have, well, the justice on, you can have have four months of info. We'll have four months of knowing, like, can you only adjust it per trimester? No, I I just made that up. I I thought you could adjust it bi-weekly. Like an easy delineation. Okay. I thought you could adjust it bi-weekly based on what you're, you you could, I was just, I just picked like an, like an easy thing to cut it off. Okay. So Um, I thought maybe I, and I know I interrupted you there, but I thought maybe I had woefully misunderstood everything, which I do often. Because, like, you know, like, and then say things are going great for another month, but then all of a sudden, like, a kid at whatever school or a couple kids at a certain school get it, you just adjust back. Yeah, and you, you, you pull it back. And you, you wait it out for two or three weeks, and then you come back. Which seems so, to be the most intelligent way to plan around this is to have something that's a scale that can constantly move back and forth. Oh, hundred percent. Not a scale, like, a slider. I, I don't want to tell everyone slider? that it has to be that they're going to be fully distance slash hybrid for the entire year. Like that one, it doesn't leave room for hope, which people just people need in their lives. Like you need to have the hope that it could be okay. Like it might not be. Like you know, it, it might get worse again and then just go full hybrid for the rest of the year. But we have a plan for it now. Like we spent three months, four months 
only thinking about that. So now you just have to put in now I just have to put it in action. Yeah, the hard part the hard part is just that I think people are having a really tough time dealing with that like this is this is me today. Me and my wife have just had a day today. And we've let our son watch way like way like I think he's gotten like two hours of iPad today, which is way more show than he ever gets. Like by a wide margin. He might he might get a half an hour, you know, on the weekends during his sister's nap or something. But he got like two or two and a half hours today. He got a lot of screen time. Mm -hmm. And he had already had a lot and we both wanted to shower at the end of the day. I wanted to shower before the podcast. And Amber's like, well, I'll shower with Aurora. Okay, cool. Nemo can watch a show. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and I was just in the shower like, I just, I want people to just deal with the fact that this is your reality. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm sick of people not dealing with just, you don't, like, you just don't get to go out. You don't get to go places. You don't get to, like, you don't get to do the things you normally do for a little bit. Like, I get that it's not inconveniencing you for, like, three weeks. It's like a year, a year and a or half more. of your yeah. life. Two years of your, but, like, it's also just not that much. So just shut the fuck up. Like that's how I felt in the shower. Just shut the fuck up. Especially just like, nut up and deal with it. Like just just fucking deal with it, and it's, stop you know, complaining about it. Like it makes me so it makes me mad now. Yeah. Just fucking deal with it. Because if you deal with it that hard right now, then in February you might be able to go to see a movie. Yeah. Because because you because because your state did so fucking good. But you have to be a grown up, <laughs> and you have to like <laughs> just go the fuck wear a fucking mask. <laughs> you hit me wear a mask. Christ, it just ah, uh, yeah. That but don't wear, but don't wear a Nazi flag. No, 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 no. That's that's misguided. You're gonna, you're not gonna go to Walmart ever again. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that's how I felt in the shower, though. It was just like, just can people just deal with this like adults? Uh, we got Javin I, here. Anyway, I don't. I don't need to uh, go off on my my. Just where I think I, thing I think we've gotten our, our our point across on how much we hate those people. <laughs> Big J <laughs> says, uh, he says, make sure you also follow people who inspire you, not just things you don't want to be. Uh, yeah, like, yeah I, if Mega Mega Guy can wear a mask, anyone <laughs> can fucking wear a mask. Like, hold on, I'll get to that. <laughs> Wait, okay, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, Big J says, make sure you follow people who inspire you, not just things you don't want to be. But make sure you don't base your identity on those people who inspire you. Because I feel like that's happened to a lot of people who love Joe Rogan. Where like it's, they it's, start, it's, yes, you, they you, started you, basing their identity on being like yeah. a fan of Joe Rogan. Elk. And, yeah. What's Dr. Dr. Ronamitra? What's her name? <laughs> Dr. Rodney Patrick. Ooh. But then if that dude starts to fucking be weird and go a weird road, if you, if literally a part of your identity is based on that guy and like what his podcast has done for you, you can't then start to admit to yourself that he's 
he's taken some weird turns and you don't agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have oh, to be yeah. able to kill off your heroes. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that's become such a big piece of who you think you are. Correct. That, yes. Who, who they are and being a fan of Joe Rogan is like now a part of you. You can't yeah. like, you can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. You have to stay. You can be inspired by people, but you just, you have to stay your own entity. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Vitamin Anderson says that's how my work doing. We use four levels. And Javin says, is Nick always at the highest level, Matt? <laughs> Vitamin Anderson says it is a company wide system, not individual. <laughs> so taking Javin literally. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Nick's level five. There's no way Nick's not level five. <laughs> Javin says. Well, Matt, way to stomp on me picking on Nick. <laughs> I Matt, Matt taking him literally really got me good. <laughs> and then Vitamin Anderson way later says, got to protect that Nick. Uh, okay, so the explanation of Javin's comment, if Mega Mega guy I saw today could wear a mask, anyone can. Javin in our movie night side chat uh, described that a mega mega guy he saw. He said, I've never seen. <laughs> I saw Dan laugh and I stopped to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javin saw a guy decked out in more mega stuff than he'd ever seen anybody, but he was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So if, if mega mega guy can wear a mask, you can too. Yep. Wearing mega stuff. Freedom of speech. Not wearing a not wearing a mask. Not freedom of speech. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that, 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 those aren't the same. They do not equal. Big J says this is why you only get dead people tattooed on you with a couple of autobiographies. Uh, and then the the comment that made me and Dan both stop. It says Katie wants you to stop talking about Joe Rogan. Every time you do, he ends up in her timeline. <laughs> uh, Katie, you should watch Joe Rogan just to know. <laughs> Just to know, just to have talking points about why he's a fuckhead. <laughs> that podcast did do a lot of good for me. I will say that. Uh, yeah. That's not the case anymore. Let's move on, Dan, to our one and only segment. I hope Javin's still here. He may, he maybe got scared off because, like, Katie slapped him or something. Yeah, Katie seems like the hitting type. I bet she, she <laughs> hits Javin a bunch. Oh, my God. If that was true, I'd feel so bad about that joke. Because there it's are, funny, it's there, funny otherwise, though. there are women who abuse their husbands. That's, that's Wait not, a that's not funny. The weaker sex? Wow, Dan's had too many beer. <clears throat> One and a half in, I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. All right, we uh, we only have one segment on our podcast. If this is your first time listening, I'm going to explain it real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Rob's Random Topic. The way Rob's Random Topic works is like this. At some point during the week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob and demand a random topic. <laughs> Javin says, way to make a nine-month pregnant woman cry from your mean joke. <laughs> um, is it Dan's mean joke that she's too weak to beat you up? Is that what made her cry? <laughs> um at some point during the week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob on a group chat and we demand a topic. Uh, there's only one rule to Rob's random topic and it is first thought, best thought. 
Whatever thought enters Rob's mind first is what he has to text us. Uh, They're wide ranging and the fun of the Rob's random topic is that we have to try to talk about whatever dumb thing Rob's idiot brain is thinking of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week, I don't know if this is going to go well or not, but I was excited by it nonetheless. Yeah. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your gimmick be? Costume and entr- entrance music as well. I think I might have just got excited because you dressing as ravishing Rick Rude is one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Oh, yeah. I Like, what just kind of popped in my head now is I think I would have to be a heel. I'm the ultimate heel. Dan is the uh, ultimate heel. You may not get that from the podcast, but Dan is the ultimate heel. I, I take pleasure in saying mean things about people. Classic. <laughs> uh... So I, I I think I would have a lot of fun doing doing uh, like mean spirited promos that like you know aren't like just 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 having fun with like being the bad guy. I, I think I, I think I could I think I I think I would enjoy uh, being a heel. A ravishing Rick Rude type would be interesting because that would force me to confront. The fact that I don't like to think that I'm like you don't like boasting, yeah. Uh, so that would that would allow me to be a completely that I would become the opposite of myself, which might work very well. I think I think I could play. Oh, uh, Jeff missed a topic. Okay, topic. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your gimmick be? Costume and entrance entrance music as well. Sorry, I can't uh, So I guess heel for sure. Just would you want to be an overheel or would you want to be a heel that gets booed? Ooh, because remember, like I, I, the like, rock, I the like, rock at one point was a heel, but he would get like cheered. Is that are you yeah. are you technically a heel then? You you are, but there's a lot of uh, there, there's a point where certain heels switch over, uh, where people will boo them even though they're loving what they're doing because it's part of the gimmick of it. Where it's like, uh, like where like Chris Jericho is at in, in his career right now. He's just he's just playing this like arrogant asshole. Yeah, but people love everything he does. So is he a heel? Sorry, but, I was reading. Yes, oh, he's a superhero. But uh, people still cheer for him. People boo it because that's what they would do. People love to boo him. Yes. It's, Man, it's, wrestling is so fascinating. What you just said was that the people in the audience are in character. Correct. They are playing their part in the wrestling show. Wrestling is one of the most fascinating things to me in the world because I loved wrestling as a kid. Mm-hmm. I like the acrobatics and just the, the strength and talent of it at 35. I think it's it's when the rare occasions when we watch that stuff, mm-hmm. it's fun to just watch the athleticism of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the idea of going to a show and participating it, participating in, in it as a member of the show, but the audience, 
is just weird to me. Like I couldn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting to me. All right, keep yeah, going. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because like it's it depends how smart your crowd is, and like they'll they'll run into that in like different cities where they won't get reactions. Like certain cities are just known for being super like hyped up, like hyped up, and being like super involved in the show. Are they dumber cities? And, no, they're they're the ones that I'm just truly. Being mean. No, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, okay. but like they're they're the ones that uh, are are more invested. I think in the be it the characters or just the just just the fun that wrestling's supposed to be. Yeah, man, so like they so they, so they show up basically just to have like have beers and just play along. Like you like it's it's that's uh, fun. Yeah, do it. And so I think. There, like there's there's different levels of wrestling in that regard. Like you have that sort of like crazy showman wrestling uh, that can have some some okay matches. Like 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 the wrestlers might be really good and they might uh, they, they they might they might <laughs> sorry my allergies they might put on uh, like some some good matches. Um, but you can also have these like weirdly dramatic lines told over the course of like a couple years of not like the hokey funny party of it like hokey funny part of it but more of like a they might be trying to tell some sort of like dramatic underdog story about like how these two guys yeah yeah. like each other uh so there's a there's a lot of place like a lot of places to play um do you think I, i think i think i would enjoy playing a cartoon like that side of it like like a, like a cartoon character i don't know what that means i, I just mean but like being more outlandish like like ravishing like not, rick rude or rick flair yeah like like one or, of those guys or modern day chris jericho yes where um because i don't think i you know i i guess wrestling me might have the athletic talent to put on like and do super cool stuff um you think you can but, embody a character though Cut a promo right now. <laughs> Just like, no, I can't cut a promo. <laughs> Just fucking with you. Uh, uh, hold on. I got to pause everything. Yeah. Big okay. J is the only one in chat who's answered this question. Yeah. Nobody else has answered the question. Do you think that by and large, fans of wrestling are easier to hypnotize? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm being mean. I just, I can't think, I can't, like, I can't put myself in a headspace where I would have fun participating in a. Th- it's, it's like, it's, in like wrestling. You going, it's like you going to a guar show. You know that those aren't actual demons playing musical instruments. And murdering people, you sure? but you're loving every minute of it, and you're and you're you're, you're cheering, all you're cheering along, and you're loving getting like blood thrown on you. It's that. When I went, they cut off Sharon Osbourne's tits, and they sprayed blood all over the crowd. It's exactly that, like that 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 gif of or the or the the reaction thing of the last uh, WWE like pay per view thing, where uh, it was an eye for an eye match, and, yes. and like we 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 worked Rob into a shoot where like he like he's like I don't want to see it. It's like no, no, no. It's right. It's it's not real. They didn't take his. They didn't actually take they his didn't eye out. Actually, take his eye out. <laughs> uh, 
but it's it's like that's it's like that same sort of thing where it's like you know you know it's not real but the uh uh the spectacle in like the uh uh the story that they're telling on stage is is in is just fun to play along with vitam anderson says explain a shoot oh a shoot uh so so you get worked if you can't tell what's going on is uh yes and like a shoot is uh now he says and worked what does worked mean I just said what work was. And so, like, you can work yourself into a shoot where, like, shoot is you... It's like, is that real? Like, it, it could be real. Like, and... Like, when Sid Vicious yeah. broke his leg and whatever SummerSlam that was or whatever, that was real. Well, that, that, that's beyond... Yeah, so, like, that's beyond shoot, though. Uh, yeah, like, Javis so Rob's Rob the eye popping out was a shoot. shoot last week. Like, he worked himself into Poor a shoot. Rob's never going to stop getting shit for this. <laughs> It was it was yeah, it was funny, uh, but so the, the one of the more recent shoot things that I'm sure we've talked about before, but like was when they gave CM Punk a, like a live mic and he oh yeah yeah he started he got saying a lot of like, real that, things right? about wrestling and everyone's like is this is this a shoot like is, are they letting him do this like 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 they probably say go out there and say stuff but like you know like. Like how much of this is real? Didn't they re- like really cut his mic off at one point? Well, yeah, and, and, and he looks pissed. Like you, like so. At some point, they said this. Like they just said, "Fucking cut." Okay, it. V- Vitam but, Anderson did a way better job of explaining this than you did. I'm sorry. He says a shoot is real. Yeah. A work is getting duped to think it's real, which I yeah, I so, was not picking up. I thought shoot and work were both fake. So was don't, I getting, don't, work, was don't I, work yourself into a shoot? Was I getting worked? You can you can work yourself into a shoot. So when you say Rob got worked into a shoot, he's he he, he, he got worked by it into thinking it was real. Got it. Yeah, it's all dumb. Uh, uh, but that's the it, it's it's it was this weird. I I don't I don't know how Javin felt about it, but like we like we we've been away from wrestling for a very long time, and we and like we started just kind of watching, and then the CM Punk thing happened. And yep. then it gets to the pay-per-view like seven months later where it's been this whole thing where it's like you've seen him kind of fight with the company he's working for, like fighting against the fact that like, you know, part-time workers are getting more money than him or getting more popular than him, like getting more merch than him. Like he's a better, he's a better like pure wrestler than they are, like blah, blah, like this, all this stuff. And it seems so real, like because like like mostly probably is like actually coming from his heart because that's how he feels. But they're allowing him to say it as his character CM Punk. Uh, and when you don't know what's going to happen in a match, even though you know it's it's fake, like when they can like when it's kind of like watching like a good episode of TV or a good movie when like. You don't know how it's going to end. Yeah, but that's like, not easy to if, do. If, 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 I, if I'm going to watch a wrestling match, like I think I know who's going to win this thing. Like it's like, and they set it up so well that it was him versus like John Cena, the big company guy, in the main event in CM Punk's hometown. It's his last match on his contract, and it's for the world championship. And you're like, and he said he's like he said he's done. Like he's walking away after this thing is over. You're like, so you're like, there's no way they're going to let him win. 
like there, there's no way they're going to let him like leave with the belt. That's not something that's going to happen. And so like it add it added like this extra layer to this match of like 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 real like real stakes where it's like even though it's fake and you know they figured out what's happening, it's are they going to let him do it? Like. Will they well, let him just like walk away with the title? Like, and isn't a part of it like what does he do? What? How do they work their way out of it if he does? Exactly. Yeah. What do they do after the fact? Yeah. Especially that, if they can't what, sign him back, and like if, that's if they what, can't sign him back, and he takes that title somewhere else. That's what would that, be intriguing. That looks to terrible me. for them. Yeah. It's like what do they do after the fact? Yeah. Like that's what's always interesting in 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 TV shows is like. Okay, if they're gonna fuck this thing up like this, how are they gonna get it back on track to where it's a it's a coherent narrative that I care about, right? Mm-hmm. That's a part of the I, that's a part of the intrigue that goes into it. And I, th- I think one of the things that that's that kind of hurt them for a, a, a quite a long time is they were chasing that high because. Ooh, I like Wall Abuse Point. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, one of the things that hurt that like hurt them for a while. Uh, is that they were always chasing that high, like trying Who's to recreate they in the that. Sentence? The WWE, okay. like trying trying to recreate that that spark again, that that like uh, that happened so organically. To like they tried to recreate it inorganically a bunch of times, and it 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 didn't it uh, it never worked. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Wallaby says wrestling fans also would really like for this to happen. They hope endlessly for a shoot and wrestling will use that. Oh yeah. That's the thing. Like they know like, they, 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 they picked up on it that you want real. Mm-hmm. And so they, they will walk that line so close sometimes that, uh, that's interesting. But there's, so there's this funny, there's a, this is way off topic, but I'm still talking about wrestling. Uh, this dumb thing from Our WCW. Podcast is called this might sound stupid. That's true. Uh, so there's this character, Brian Pillman, uh, flying Brian. Like he was, a, uh, he was supposed to be, he was crazy. Like he was one of the four horsemen, I guess when he was on WCW and he convinced the head of the company to fire him as part of, as part of the story. And then he was going to go to the competing promotion. Um, and as kind of subterfuge. So like he would, so he was, so he'd actually get fired. He would get hired by the WWE because he was, you know, like a hot property and they would use him. And then he would come back later as like a, you know, in whatever storyline and like maybe whatever, whatever. But he played them and he just took the WWE's money and like it stayed there instead. So like he used like like real life yeah. competition between the two companies to play the one company. Like he worked them into a shoot where they, where they thought it was like they thought their thing was real, but it wasn't real. It was I like, all a lie. I like and he just that. left. <laughs> he worked them into a shoot. That's good. Um, uh, I don't know if Big J is still here, but I want to read his... Because uh, he's the only one in chat who has answered. He said, I would walk in with two male lines on chains. I'm almost certain there's no way you could do that with a live... Ad- with a li- Maybe during COVID you could do that. Yeah, because there's no one there. But not with a live audience. There's no way you could walk in with male lions. Unless they were, like, drugged and sleeping, and you, like, <laughs> pulled them behind you on a car. Even that's terrible. That's, that's worse. Big J, you're abusing lions now? <laughs> no. I would walk in with two male lions on chains 
wearing a lion's mane costume and bring people to the jungle of pain. Okay. In all okay. caps. Uh, and then he said, referencing you doing the the ravishing Rick Rude where you'd be a heel. He said, if Dan mm-hmm. is opposite, I myself turn to 11. Perfect. And this is so... I've made reference to this before that Amber's family has literally said, so me and Big J are family through our wives. They're, our wives are sisters. Amber and mm-hmm. Amanda, they're sisters. And you two are first cousins, but that was a weird, that's a whole other thing. That's definitely not true. <laughs> but Am, Amber and Amanda's family has said, like, it's really weird. It's like, your husband's personalities, it seems like you married the, like, the same person. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know. I get along with James so well. And I feel like I'm the same as Big J, where I would just want myself cranked up to the point that there's, like, there's a part of me inside that wants to be cranked to 11 all of the time. Like, just my personality at 11. And I, so when he said, if Dan is opposite, I myself turn to 11. That's how I feel. I would just want to be abrasive and just like whether or not the crowds ended up loving it. I can't see what's happening in chat right now because I'm scrolled Mm -hmm. up. Whether or not the crowds ended up loving it or hating it, I don't care. I think it would be so fun to just be myself, but like with no social decorum, just me at an 11 as abrasive as I can be. And just, I don't care if people love it or not. Mm-hmm. I, I love that idea. I myself turned to 11 and Javin says, big J I've only met you twice and no, that is an absolute perfect gimmick. <laughs> And Big J says, I'd have to grow my dreads back, which you absolutely would. Oh, like long hair in wrestling is a thing that people love. Yes. Because it, it makes the impact look that much greater. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I've never even thought it, about that. Like, like, like the hair whipping uh, around. I, actually, you know what's interesting is I uh, I can't remember if it was Uriah Faber or somebody said that they felt like they lost a decision in a, in a fight in the UFC because they had long hair and they said they'd never do it again. Because every time he, like, it was like, every time it looked like he landed a punch, even if I moved out of the way, my hair would make it, it just, look like it landed. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, and then I can't, I want to say it was Uriah Faber, but I can't remember who it was, but they were just like, I'm never fighting with long hair again. That's that's exactly why. Because it makes it, yeah, that makes sense, what you're saying. Um, but then I don't understand a lot of this. So, Wild Beef says, KFAB is whenever the police enter a basketball stadium to arrest a wrestler or the CEO in the ring in front of 18,000 people. K- yeah, kayfabe is the illusion of a uh, story in wrestling. So it, it came from there. There used to be like a, they used to credit like a writer, I think, on WWE. Like okay. it would show up in the credits as kayfabe. Okay. But it's not, it's not a real person. Okay. Uh, but so, yeah, so like, Kayfabe doesn't necessarily exist anymore. Like, people know it's fake. But back when, like, fans were, like, willing to, like, stab Roddy Piper in, like, the 70s. Dude, like, wait, they, thought those, they thought those They thought those guys, in the, like, they thought those guys were, like, 
actually those people. Did somebody stab Rowdy Piper? Yeah, I think I, I think I stabbed her in the chest. Jesus Christ! What the fuck is wrong with people? Oh yeah, like there there was a point where like these people like in the beginning days of wrestling were like they had to be their characters all the time. Like when they were when they were outside of the ring, like heels and faces couldn't hang out together. Like they they had to be their person all the time. That doesn't matter. You shouldn't just stab somebody. Well, if you thought he did the things that he said he was going to do in the ring, you might have to. He <laughs> <laughs> might have to. I don't know what my gift because what? Hold on. What is the? I was trying to look it up. Like, would you just be what a tag team with, with Big be? J? Oh man, me and Big J as a tag team—that'd be fucking rad. I don't think so, Big J is in here anymore. Did, did he say what his name was going to be? No. No. Costume and entrance music as well. You okay. could go like you could I go know. old school wrestling racist, and Whoa. he would be—you would find him in the jungle. Nope. This is okay. This is—it's not the nineties. <laughs> Big J, I can't come up with a name. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I like this. Damn. See? You see Big J's on. So, so, Big J's. Just keep going. So you wear like a safari outfit. Who was the wrestler? Who Tarzan. Who was the wrestler you were afraid of? Oh, Papa Shango? Papa Shango. Okay. She scared the shit out of me. Voodoo Doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Javin says wrestling is inherently racist. And Big J says, keep going, Dan. I want to hear more. All right, Dan, keep going. So, yeah. So, you you wear like a jungle explorer outfit. Who's you? Big J? No, me. No, uh, okay. Big, yeah, okay, you, I got it. Uh, Big J will wear like a like a, uh, like a a Tarzan outfit, maybe. Maybe, maybe come out with a... This is really I think, yeah, I think he's I think he's wearing a lion mask in his, in his description. So, he'll come out wearing like a lion head. Big Jace is 100%. This is just going to promote stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes. Yeah, that's, that's so what wrestling is. I feel like if I'm picking up on what you're saying, your camera is really blurry. Can oh, you get sorry. it to focus? Nope. Do you have to move closer? I don't know what the fuck happened. There it goes. Okay. Okay. So are you saying that I've like tamed Big J? Ooh, that, no. That no, 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 no! You don't want to tame him. That's his problem. You, you, problematic. You need his primal, his primal instincts to kick in. You're using that to your advantage. Okay, so is it more that like I'm an explorer, uh huh, and met a king? No, no, you captured him. No, that can't be. <laughs> if it if if I know Big J turned to eleven. It's death. Is he some sort of Lion King? No, it's just death before capture. Oh, I got you. I got you. Oh, <laughs> Big J says, I'm all for this. Adam can unleash his savage find from the Congo to come take over the wrestling world. Uh, we agreed it's a business venture. Okay, okay. so you guys did some sort of handshake deal in That's Africa. what I'm saying. It's death before capture, but I... What I think is that no, no, no. I'm not a ha- I'm not a manager in this in 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 this uh, Rob's random topic. If me and Big J are a tag team, it's that 
I'm all about the money, son. Oh, uh, life debt. Like a Wookiee. Big J Wait, owes you a life debt. I would just say... It would more be me encountering Big J out on the adventures and then pitching to him that we could be world champions. Okay, do you guys want to, do you want to be faces? I don't know that we have to be faces. But it would just it would just be more of a There we go. Economics and double magic. I anybody, anybody listening to this and not watching, I was I stopped to read. Big J says Adam can be fat sacks explorer and crush people with his wallet. I'll crush them with jungle magic. That's more what I'm thinking. Is that so I'm you're, you're, you're a million dollar man. I'm million dollar man, and Big J is Virgil. No, not Virgil. Yeah, Virgil's more of a slave. You don't want that. Big J is more like a. Uh, like a, like a, like a Papa Chango. Was it Papa Chango? Is that what his name? Papa Chango. Big J says, I'll be doing whatever the people want. Again, I'm all about the money. Big J is, he's not, he's just more of a like, I think Big J is more of a wild card and more of a like, I'll feed you to my lions and I'm the, I gotta like talk Big J down. Does that make sense? Inter- okay, okay. Because like, the, the other option is that he turns on you at some point. Yeah, because, no, that definitely because, happens. Because of, because of some underhanded deal that you did. Correct. Okay, okay. See, Big J says I love that. So, but I, I'm the one who's like, it's it's not not necessarily akin to a soothsayer, but it's like me and Big J just have some kind of connection where I'm able to like, Listen, we're not going to feed these guys to the lions. What you know, like whatever, talk them down. But then, absolutely, my character is just—he's—he's he's a sociopath mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. only concerned with making money, like the million-dollar mm-hmm. man, and does make some kind of double-cross deal. And then, mm-hmm. just like Big J says, "Yes, we need drama." Eventually, me and Big J are pitted against one another. And that's so, yeah, a, so you, that's a new drama storyline. So you guys are a tag team. You fall out. Uh, Big J beats you. Yep. Face off against me for my intercontinental te- my intercontinental championship. Why do I face off against you? No, you don't. Oh, Big okay. J. Big J does. Uh, and then you you go down to the undercard, and we never see you again. Jesus. <laughs> Big J says we could milk this for years. Exactly. The, I mean, a part, a it goes part, on for decades. A part of the milking could just be that, like, I'm continually convincing you to get back in my good graces. But because I'm a sociopath, like, uh, what's his face, Bateman from American Psycho, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't help myself and keep double crossing you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what I don't know what my gimmick would be. I do know that I would want my entrance music to be "Rain and Blood" by Slayer. Well, you have to have some sort of like jungle theme in Raining Blood, then. No, that's yeah, that's if, in this tag team. I'm just saying outside of this tag oh, team. Okay, I agree with Big J. Yeah, Vitamin Anderson says, "Well, that doesn't fit." No, I'm. This is outside of what all the last ten minutes. The, this is just pretending. I didn't see your music, Big J. So put it in here again, so I don't have to scroll. Because <laughs> I don't want to scroll. Uh. 
Oh, and Javin said, uh, <laughs> both formidable in your own right. Just don't do the million dollar man Virgil gimmick or mm-hmm. angle again. Um, no, this is this is just me and Big J both saying like we'd want to be ourselves turned to eleven. I think that would be so fun, but I would definitely come out to rain and blood. Uh, there was one one of the saddest losses I've ever seen in UFC was when uh, Chuck Liddell came out to fight Shogun Hua. And he came out to rain and blood, and I was like, he's coming out to rain and blood. There's no way he'll lose. And then I think he gets knocked out in the first round, <laughs> and it was a bummer. But, like, coming out to rain and blood, because of what I imagine would be, like, almost like uh, almost like The Undertaker, where, like, the lights would all turn. Like, I would just, oh, my God, I'm having so much fun imagining it. The lights would all kill like the Undertaker, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not imagining it like you know that whatever Dan's character is is going to fight the Undertaker. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, like, there's something happening and you, like, oh my God, the Undertaker is going to come. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, when it's unexpected that the Undertaker comes and all the lights turn down, but right when the lights turn down, you, like, know what it means. So all the all the lights kill all of a sudden, and then you hear the thunder that's at the beginning of Rain and Blood, and just the like doom doom doom. Have you ever heard Rain and Blood by Slayer? Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah. I just love that idea of like that slow kind of like thunder intro and the like the drums and stuff in the background. And then just the lights all kick on. It's such a fun idea that that I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know what character goes with that. It's not the same character that I've been describing, <laughs> but the idea of just that as your intro music. Is maybe, cool. maybe you is get cool. like maybe you succumb to the dark arts at some point. Oh yeah, like like after in you the tag team after you, in the tag after, team after you world? lose Big J for the second time, you're like, oh man, and you you go and you like sell your soul to the devil or something because you want more money and more power. Oh, and then just the scream at the beginning, like so. What I imagine is even if, okay. Let's say you know that I'm coming out to a match. The lights mm-hmm. turn down and it's it's Slayer. I'm sure they can't license Slayer, but this is my fantasy world. Whatever. Uh, I love the idea of coming out like Ultimate Warrior style. Sprinting? Yeah, because the way, you know, the way that Rain and Blood is, it's like... And then eventually it just goes... And like, I love the idea of just when that part comes out, just like fucking running to the ring and shaking the ropes and shit. That just sounds, it sounds very fun to me to come out to okay, rain and okay. blood. Uh, so Big J says his music is grimy hip-hop jungle fusion. <laughs> like DMX just got back from a sabbatical in the Congo. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vitam Anderson says, this is for sure 80s slash 90s wrestling. It really is. 
I guess, but, I guess mine would be considered like strip club, strip club saxophone. Is that like a style of music? Do you have a specific song you would come out to? No, I'm just like, that's just my style. Kind of like his like DMX jungle sabbatical. Who would I'd be, be who was the, the stripper wrestler? Val Venus. Val Venus. So you would be kind of like a mix between Val Venus and Rick Rude. Uh, I guess. Let's see what happens if I just type in strip club sax. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that if that genre exists yet, but I will create it. Strip club sax. GTA for strip club visit and roadside prostitutes. <laughs> what? Girls giving lap dances inside a strip club. Strip clubs, sensual, sensual sax, jazz, chill out. Here we go. Okay. It's called Mardi Gras in New Orleans. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just walking the ring. People are booing me. Perfect. Jamin's comment. Dancing strip club saxophone made everyone in the house shudder. Even the dogs. <laughs> Even the dogs. I could fully see. Hold on. I could fully see Dan coming out to this. Handing out. I'm turning it down just a little so I don't have to talk so loud. Dan coming out to this and like. What would you be handing out to ladies in the audiences? I was going to say roses, roses but that's not raunchy or, enough. Or we throwing beads at them. Yes. Dan's throwing beads at them, and he also carries like a little black notebook and has ladies write their phone numbers down in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a little black mm-hmm. book, and you have mm-hmm. like you go up to like really hot girls and you have them write your, their, their <gasps> number in it. You know what else I do? I'll go up to a girl that you might think is like a 10 to write a number down and i'll uh, like I, like after like i walk away I, I just rip the page out crumple it up and just throw it on the ground <laughs> not good enough <laughs> what if you what if you ripped it out and gave it to somebody else no no the, that, 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 that'd be too generous of me okay <laughs> uh what if you gave it to somebody really ugly like ah eh, she's good enough for you i guess you know saying something like that I could see that, like I'm trying to bring it on my side. Schwad just coming in, throwing out ideas. (laughs) 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 I don't hate it. I really love Schwad coming out and throwing out an idea and then asking, what's the topic? So that's not, I I think it is a very, it's it's a workable intro. Like it doesn't be the same thing every time. I think literally this song. What, what did I say it was called? Mardi Gras in New Orleans. If this gets us a copyright strike, I'm going to be so pissed. I can see you slowly walking out to this. Like, you never have a fast walkout. Your walkout is slow. You're talking to ladies in the crowd. You're getting their phone numbers. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really like that. That's funny to me. I think that's perfect for the the ultimate heel that is Dan. Yeah. 
I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what my what your money song would be. I don't know what my gimmick would be. Oh, my money song? I have no oh, idea. I think you being a businessman that tricks James and then sells his soul to the devil and gets Slayer raining blood, that, that that's an arc. That's an arc that can take seven years. And I come out like Ultimate Warrior? That's That's your final form. And then I retire really rich. I also, but there's a part of me that wants to like, if you smell, I want that. Like that seems that or like when Stone Cold was out there going like, and that's the bottom line. Like that seems mm-hmm. so fun to go do where I really like, I've never listened to a single episode of Stone Cold's podcast, but I feel like I, I feel like his character was just him turned to an 11. And that doesn't mean every aspect of him was turned to 11. It just means all those annoying things that shouldn't be turned to 11 that you work to repress in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you just let those go when you're in character. That's where those five years or six years um, of you in your early stages with James have to exist. Because no one in the crowd buys it when someone comes out and thinks they're stone cold right away. Or The Rock right away. They booed The Rock for years. That's a really yeah. good point. So you have to work your way up to Final Form uh, Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Then they'll buy it. That's a really good point. And then I get a catchphrase. Because yep. like Big J says, he says, oh shit, I didn't even think about a catchphrase. Uh, Big J says, Dan's whole attitude would be for the ladies. He would glance over at the ring and be like, oh yes, I have to go best that guy up there. <laughs> Mwah. I like that. I I <laughs> I really like that idea. The Dan is like he gets so distracted by the women in the crowd that he forgets he has to go wrestle. Mm-hmm. Well, then, it'll happen during the match. Yeah, you'll. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, you'll be out and you will talk. You'll just stop. Like you'll get kicked out of the ring and you'll just you'll like recover and be like, oh, and like lean. Yep. Because that would be so fun to be like eyeing like you not in character, just eyeing people that you want to go like talk to in character during the match. Oh yeah. That I that's awesome. That perfectly fits. I also yep. love I I want to frame Javin. I'm not I'm not gonna try to get uh Happa Blapper to make us t shirts anymore. It's never gonna happen. I just wanna frame Javin's comment. Dan saying strip club saxophone made everyone in the house shudder. Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. Hakuna Matata, bitch. No, that's not good. That's not, that's not For good. Big J? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Big J will come up with it on his own. It might be next week, but he'll come up with it on his own. Yeah. I feel like what I feel like what we've laid out works for me. Me and Big oh, J are tag team perfect. that event. Me and Big J are tag team that gets over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, then you fight each other. Then implodes, and then Big J is a face, and I'm a heel after the fact. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a natural progression. Mm-hmm. But as long as as long as I get to come out to uh, Slayer Raining Blood, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. And as long as I'm a I'm a heel that's 
over. Does that is that yes. a thing? Yes. Like how Jericho is a heel that's over. Like an anti-hero. Because I don't want to. I, I still want to make money. I still. Oh, want, yeah. I still want people to see me wrestle. I 100%. feel. I feel like I could really get pay people to have fun hating me. I do yeah. not feel. I feel like that's a part of what I do in movie night chat, anyways. As much mm-hmm. as I hate it, some days. You just, you just got to start a Patreon for Jeff to so, put money into. <laughs> <laughs> singles, singles out, Jeff. Uh, yeah, as much as much as like this week, I didn't want to be the guy that everybody loves to hate. Uh, in movie night, I feel like that's just kind of my role, and I could do it really well in wrestling. Uh, Schwartz mm-hmm. says Dan w- Dan would just do weird flexing, right? But as like a sexy guy, and then Big J said Adam, and I oh he. Oh, Big J says, you could go back to your Norse roots or German ancient gods and come battle me on the voodoo planes of existence. Then you can play Slayer. It fits perfectly. I love that so much. I also love that it weirdly fits into the racist stuff that seems to always be present. Oh, yeah. Norse magic, jungle magic. It works just like... Some old Germanic pre-nazi magic because mm-hmm. i don't want to be associated with nazis i don't i don't want that good for you <laughs> uh that's awesome and me and big j just go to war mm-hmm. uh i feel like in the year 2020 i like i i want big j to win <laughs> i think i think the crowd would too right uh Javin says Adam and Big J start out as super racist tag team and eventually fight each other, but come out as the other side best friends. I think that's I think that's exactly how it goes. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Big J best me? It'd be like uh, just this weekend when uh, Robert Whitaker and uh, what's his nuts fought, and they were just they were just buddies afterwards because they fucking yep. they had a hell of a fight. Like, I think the natural progression is this. It's it's together, part, together, retire, go in the Hall of Fame. Big J says, think of the arena we could set up with black magic versus ancient German magic. <laughs> I'm thinking huge stadium battle with thunder and jungle and clouds and rain and fireworks. I'm really excited. I wonder if we can set up a fake wrestling season in one of these video games and make these wrestlers and then have them fight controlled by the AI and have the storylines play out. That'd be awesome. And then recap. I think it's more like this. In the beginning it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a how do I shake my own hand? I can't. It's like a business relationship, right? That's that's a riddle, right? How do I shake my own hand? What's the sound of one hand clapping? In the beginning it's like this. And then it, yep. and then I, like I keep double crossing James, and it just yep. it's like this. Yeah. But then in the end, we come back. We come back as a tag it. team, and it's closer yep. than ever. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. And then yeah, that the, there's like uh, the the really ancient Germanic tribes, uh, like that the the, the French pre- people when they were crossing the Alps thought were they thought weren't human. 
Like mm-hmm. that's the German I'm talking about. Like really mm-hmm. ancient. Uh, if you've ever listened to uh, Hardcore History, he talks about that. Where friend, there were some. I think it's the French crossing the Alps, and they ran into like these giant German people, and they were like, "What are these things? Uh, is it some something with the angels? I don't know." Hardcore history. Go listen to it. What type of ancient mythical animals did Germans have? Big J says, I have no idea, but that's another part of this I love is that I just get to go nerd out and read about old German religious beliefs and culture. <laughs> uh, like, would you ride in on a huge stag and me on a lion? Vitamanerson says wolves. Holy shit. If stag's I, not the worst idea. Stag's not the worst idea. No, I feel like it's a stag. Big J and me are on the same wavelength. I don't care what Germans want. I want a wolf. Wolfs. Goddamn wolf packs. Um, Maybe go Norse then instead of Germanic. But I'm German. My heritage no is knows. German. No one knows. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm white. I could pass as Norse. <laughs> I just love the idea. Well, actually, if I had a stag, a really... so. I love the idea. I just love the idea of coming out where, because obviously we can't walk out with a live lion and a live wolf. Correct. But James could walk out with like a hood that is a lion's head and just fucking and comes down over his shoulders and he's got his dreads draped over his shoulder. Like the lion comes down over the back of his shoulders and he's got his dreads draped over the over his chest which is just fucking looking savage as fuck and then i come up with a wolf head with this with the same thing just wild hair bit like i'd really like get my beard just fucking way out there it like i'm like big j i'm excited <laughs> the, I, i'd really let like i'd i would grow my full I wouldn't shave my neck. I'd just grow the whole thing way out and then come out with a wolf. That'd be fucking awesome. It'd be like an hour-long match. And then Big J at one point just said, you white, you Ben Affleck. I don't know what that means. Uh, Big J says, this is why we have a stadium. We are lowered down from the ceiling on magic floating animals with smoke machines. <laughs> Okay. We jump out of the stage superhero style with our ancient weapons. I'm not opposed to that. All right, it's ten thirty, y'all. See that I was like that's why that's why I teased that Rob's random topic. I was like, I feel like the crowd that tunes into this podcast will have fun with this. Oh yeah. I'm I'm really excited about me and Big J being a tag team, but I'm also I'm equally excited about sexy Dan. Is that just your name, Sexy Dan? Sex Dan? I don't know yet. Sex Panther? There's a uh, uh, there's there's a tabletop RPG, so like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing where you play as wrestling characters and put on shows. That sounds kind of so cool. So like so like you you like yeah so you just role play as. We gotta play Gloomhaven again. We should figure out oh, how yeah, to do that, that digitally. Uh, Big J says, Adam, our imaginations are awesomely similar. You were not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making that up that Amherst family on more than one occasion has just been like, it's really weird how similar Adam and James are. 
And uh, like I've said before on the podcast, I'm very, I'm very happy about it because Big J and I have talked about it before. Our wives could have married somebody that we couldn't stand, and that would suck. But instead, it's just somebody I like hanging out with. Mm-hmm. All right, I got to wrap up because I got to go pee again. These beers are tall. Yeah. I said, I said that to just be a heel. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This I this was a great podcast because yeah, it was it was really nice to talk to everybody and listen to everybody's thoughts on COVID, yeah. and it was also very interesting for me to listen to people's thoughts on COVID with how it relates to race in our state, segregation in our state, class segregation in our state. Uh, there were things that brought up that I wouldn't have thought about. What I want to say is I wouldn't have thought about it on my own immediately. It would have taken some oh, time. Oh, here. So those were nice things that I can now go away with and think about. And then it was also fun to just have fun and be dorky and and goofy at the end. I don't know. I really like this. I really like the, uh, the pacing of this podcast. So thanks for tuning mm-hmm. in, everybody. I said it on Twitter. Uh, I think that this might sound stupid as the most fun when you get to tune in live. Uh, not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad afterwards. You still probably get some good, genuine uh, lols out of it. But I think it's just fun to participate. Uh, <laughs> easy for me to say, I guess. I got a song for you. Oh, all right. Where are you sending it to me? I just read Discord. I can't minimize Discord, or it ruins the whole stream. Oh, it's in Discord. Oh, uh <laughs> put it in the uh, chat put it in the chat which chat oh, in the, oh okay uh twitch chat I, if i minimize discord to see your chat it will ruin the stream it's the only way to end okay 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 i'm fine with this <laughs> i would have liked it better as a surprise i know that's the best sorry Uh, Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's always incredibly fun to have you guys. Uh, I was not in a great mood all day. I've actually, my wife and I have had a pretty rough day. And this has has put me in a really good mood. So thank you. Uh, Same here. From the bottom of of my heart, I genuinely appreciate it. It was very fun tonight. Uh, And it's just made me happy. If this is your first time listening to us, you can uh, subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. And we would like you to subscribe to us. That would be awesome. You can also follow us on Twitch. We are... This might sound stupid on Twitch. You can follow us on Twitter at TMSS underscore podcast. Our sponsors, as always, are Joey, the good boy, who is not down here anymore. Um... And Mike Long, who has designed all our graphics. He's a designer out of Minnesota, and he's awesome. We're going to leave you with an empty shot, a shot of the empty couch, because Joey's gone. Thanks again, y'all. Love you. Good night. <laughs>